you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here today with a guest who is someone that I feel like I should have had on the show before, just based on the amount of time he's been involved in the local music scene. I mean, I know we'll get into some of this uh, sort of when we start talking, but... um I've been aware of you for sure as a local artist for, for years now. I've heard your records, I've seen you live, and just for whatever reason, it didn't occur to me that, hey, I should I should, I should should reach out and get you on the podcast. <laughs> so uh, when I saw you had a new record coming out, it seemed like an opportune time to do that. And uh, I think the best way to start things off is if you'd like to just introduce yourself and give a bit of background about what it is you do as a musician. Yeah, uh, my name is J.P. Ho, and I have been trying to you know make a life out of out of playing music for 20 22 years and uh i have been really lucky that uh being based in winnipeg has given me some really odd advantages that i never sort of expected when when i started to write and put things out and it's it's allowed me to keep going until today and so I've got my sixth record uh, that just came out and I'm sort of trying to figure out how to navigate back into the already treacherous waters that is the music business. And, uh, and that's that's me in a nutshell. Cool. Well, it's interesting you say that, you know, the, the benefits of being in Winnipeg, because I think a lot of people have the opposite opinion where they feel like because of our geographic location and sort of its status as not quite as... Um, I mean, it's, I obviously love Winnipeg, or I wouldn't have been interviewing Winnipeg artists for as long as I've been. But, <laughs> they, you know, compared to a city like Toronto or Montreal or even Vancouver, yeah. there's sort of a, a prestige thing that Winnipeg, I think a lot of non-Winnipeggers don't, apply to us and and because of where we're located it often makes touring difficult because there's such yeah. amount of space between you know from city to city so i'm curious what the advantages that you've seen from from being here because i've definitely heard the uh, the opposite view yeah well hey i mean the the truth is that there's for sure uh challenges <laughs> that we have that other places don't but at least like i can only speak for myself the time like in the like late uh you know 2008 2009 uh there's an organize there's two organizations in the city in particular one's called manitoba music and one is called manitoba film and music yeah and for whatever reason i just happened to like catch the wave of of those two organizations when they were when they were seemingly like m the most powerful <laughs> that i'd ever seen the, the organizations since and they were 
uh, creating showcase opportunities in Los Angeles every year, showcasing opportunities in New York City every year and, uh, and in Europe. And because I was a full-time working musician and I had just enough heat to make it make sense, uh, I got to be a part of a lot of those opportunities and I got to meet music supervisors who played music in all the big movies in Los Angeles. Yeah. And... Uh, and just the opportunities to, uh, you know, pursue, pursue like dream situations where at the end of the day, everybody, every musician, as far as I know, who, you know, started doing this, they just want that shot. You know, whether it happens or not is like, that's not up to us. Exactly, but yeah. everybody, everybody just wants everyone I, at least for me like i've always just wanted a chance i wanted like like showcase it and if it works it works and if it doesn't work it doesn't work and that's okay and so i just got lucky enough by being here that those two organizations in particular every conference i went to they were there with presence and they were bringing people and that just led to enough sort of work opportunities that i could i could never leave here it, it there was no reason to and and so that coupled with, you know, the the ability to have to afford a regular life, even though I was an independent musician, I, there's no way that happens in Toronto, and there's no way sure. that happens in Vancouver, and uh, and so th those were like the benefits. The trade offs are obviously you are not on people's radar in the same way. You don't there's aren't there aren't as many just general opportunities. Like I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I know a, a, let's say a dozen, like, uh, A-list, like touring acts, but that's not enough to get opportunities to like go and open for them, etc. So that that happens when you're living in like Toronto, and Montreal and Vancouver, and you're not in front of the CBC as often. You're not playing. You're not just going for drinks yeah. with the producers of their shows, and that is like. When we were in L.A., uh, so many of my relationships started at like a showcase event at the Consulate General House, Consulate General of Canada's house. And then afterwards, I would keep up with these uh, big Hollywood people and we'd go for coffee or we'd go for lunch. And that is where real development and success stories happen. It's It really doesn't come from like you play for somebody and then they go, great i'm gonna make you i'm gonna give you something it's let's become friends and as friends if there's something that you fit i'm gonna call you first yeah and so that's what you get when you live in the big cities but the trade-offs were just they they just didn't seem good enough for me i thought i thought with manitoba music and manitoba film music i was getting as many opportunities but i got to live here which is better. I mean, you get all the benefits of living in Winnipeg, for sure. And I guess you have also the benefit of being sort of this um, surprise act, right? Where people don't necessarily have you on your other radar, like you said, but if they hear something and it clicks with them, it's just, where, where did this, where did this, where'd this guy come from, you know? Yeah. Like, what, what's happening in Winnipeg? And I think Winnipeg has that kind of reputation where we have all of these kind of hidden gems that, that other cities don't know about until something something breaks and they, they show up on people's radars and then it's just like, oh, wow, what what's in the water here? Yeah, like I've always felt that you know the the the, the real like one of, another advantage we have here is that uh, 
we don't have like labels always looking over our shoulder. We don't have the industry, you know, saying, Oh, what do you, what are you doing next? And so I think a lot of the artists here, everybody got to create their own path. There are, I can't, I sincerely cannot think of any copycat artists in our city who are mimicking what other acts are doing. But I guarantee that that happens in the bigger cities. Oh, yeah. And it's not because it's honestly, and I, I don't, I don't begrudge those mimicking artists. That's just sort of the nature of the business. They're like, Oh, they really like that. I guess maybe, maybe we'll gain some success by doing this. And it's really fun to play music. And so they sort of follow that route, um, which is like fine. But here, I just, I, I always loved that nobody, nobody was copying and uh, nobody was trying to emulate, you know, to such a degree that you'd be like, oh, if you can't book X artist, well, in Winnipeg, there's this like great knockoff version. Yeah. That doesn't happen. And that, and I love that. Do, do you think this is something that's actually come up on the show before um, with, with all different genres of music? Do, do you think that uh, my, my theory on it anyway is that Winnipeggers have a very strong bullshit detector? And so people here seem to really enjoy something that comes across as genuine. And I think that that's sure. why the, the artists that have made it, uh, at whatever level you want to consider made it, are artists who have their own thing, very, very uniquely their own thing. And and that seems to work. Like, Do you think that might be part of it? Is that we're, we're not kind of wanting to hear something that's uh, just a, a knockoff of something else? And we want that weird Winnipeg original? I think it's, it may, it may be more that like Winnipeg uh, will fiercely like defend its own. And uh, we, you know, uh, pre-pandemic when we would go out on the road, like, really one of the only rules that I had on the road was like, you like, don't, don't talk shit about Winnipeg. Yeah. Like don't give anybody ammunition. They don't deserve it. They don't live here. If you live here, you can talk, you can say whatever you want. Of course. <laughs> Cause that's your right. But uh, I think by the same token, people here, they really, they want to support you. They want to wear you like a badge of honor because you are slogging out winters like they are. You are putting up with the same punchlines that they are. And I think that it's the, the community as a whole just says, fuck it, no way. Like, I really want you to be good. I want to love this and and I want to defend what we have. You represent, the you know, some of the best that we have. Yeah. And I think people, it's important to Winnipeg that we find victories and music is such an easy, it's such an easy victory for people. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good way of looking at it. I think, I think, I think you're right.
I'm sick. I'm sure you're sick of talking about the pandemic. I'm sick of talking about the pandemic. I think everyone is, is done with it. But I mean, we're just talking about having these opportunities and, and, and abilities to play shows, you know, in other countries and get these showcases and things like that. And obviously the past two and a bit years, that has not been a thing for anybody. So what is right. that? How has this kind of um, enforced... I don't want to say time off because a lot of people have maintained creative creative yeah. activities during this time. But uh, and you have a record that's come out, so obviously you've been busy. But <laughs> what has this been like for you as a as a you know a musician, as someone who's put twenty two years into this project, and suddenly a lot of the normal things you'd be doing are just come to a screeching halt? Yeah, it was uh, it was terrifying. Um, the The first year in particular was. I mean, it was, I mean, it was obviously surreal, yeah. but, uh, I, at, at our house, uh, I've got a wife and I've got two kids and, um, that first year was this combination of, okay, your career stops <laughs> right here. Uh, and then while your career stops, my wife's career went into like hyperdrive and she was working about 60 hours a week wow. on like a, a COVID therapy drug. And the kids were home, and I just became this de facto uh, caretaker for the kids and my wife, uh, because 60 hours a week is too much, and overtime loses its thrill <laughs> after about a month. Uh, and and so it was, I tried to just honestly compartmentalize as much as possible, and like, it was survival. It was just, and I, 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 I and I don't mean that like, it's not hyperbole. It felt like every week was like, okay, I have to get through this week, even though there was nothing to aspire to. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I, the gamut of emotions, it was, it was too much. And then, so a year goes by and then luckily like year two comes around and finally it's like, okay, maybe like the summer of last year, I was like, okay, things are starting to feel good and there was like windows yeah. and vaccines were going into arms and and i could start having people like over and so uh then i started to make yeah start making the record in september of last year and luckily i'm fortunate enough to have essentially like a studio on my property that i could you know start to start to work while the kids are finally at school yeah. my wife's load is back to normal and and then, and then the accomplishment of making the record was like great, but it was it was done at around Christmas time, and then boom, Christmas like the Omicron thing blows up, and I'm going okay. Uh, I've got this record. It was paid for by like crowdfunders, which was amazing, but like what do I, what do I do with it? I can't. Uh, in uh, I can't think ahead to six months from now in a realistic way because i i don't know even with even with the shots i just felt like it it wasn't prudent to be cavalier with with making plans and and then so as summer came and things did open up and and things started to get much better i find myself in this weird position where new record out uh, we've been reaching out to agents, uh, looking for new agents, like since winter time, but they've got two years of backlog with their sure. own artists. And, uh, you know, like all those tours are like, they have booked up all the venues that I would play at. 
And so it's it's a weird thing trying to wedge myself back in. Um, and I don't I don't regret being cautious at all. Um, I've had like a bunch of friends. There was like one friend who had a bus tour, started with five guys on stage, five guys in the bus. And after two weeks, they were down to two guys on stage, <laughs> two guys as crew. And as like an as the way that I've tried to run my business, there was a point where I was like, where I said, okay, we are no longer taking risks that would uh, actually like uh, damage my family in any way. Yeah. And so I am in a weird position where I feel like I have to err on the side of caution. And yet I've got this record that I've never been prouder of anything in my life. And I just want to get it out there. And we're, we're trying to like figure out how to thread, thread the needle with the, you know, small question mark of, what does winter look like? Is there, like, does, I don't, you know, like nobody knows what, what's to come. Yeah. Like I hate, uh, this business is already super risky, non pandemic <laughs> rowing, throwing the pandemic and like the idea of like taking musicians on the road and then just losing thousands of dollars. I get that. Like, that's my job, but I'm also very realistic that, uh, that's not a functional business and musicians, whether they want to or not. And maybe the only reason that I still get to do this 20 years later is that I tried very hard, even though it's like a small scale, think like a small business yeah. and find like, find a way to make good decisions. And I'm just to this moment, like I still, I, I'm still struggling. How do I, how do I marry these two? How do I make them both work at the same time? So that's that's where I'm at, and that's where the pandemic has continued to leave me. Well, and it sucks that there's no real endpoint either, right? Like, no, everyone's kind of assuming right. things are going well, and hey, shows are happening, sort of. Yeah. But but yeah, two months from now, it could be complete reversal, and and, it, and everyone's just kind of uh, left flapping in the wind.
It's 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 not like a woe is me story, but this it's a woe is everybody's story. Yeah, this industry <laughs> is such a screwed up one where you know, like I find that I like this weekend I've got two concerts, and so uh, I've been you know pretty open with like going out in public, no mask, whatever, like trying to take advantage of this of this window. But now these last two weeks, I've got like mask up again and i have to be like a little extra vigilant because if i get sick i've got eight people uh you know or i got 10 people on the payroll on friday and on saturday who are expecting to be paid yeah i have to put on a show and so it's it's just it's it's a it's a it's a weird thing we can't get sick and uh and we can't go on tour or if we do we just have to like be lucky yeah yeah it's it's crazy. It's it's. I mean, I, I, it's also so random too. But I mean, I, I have kids who are in school as well, and the odds on like you know, no matter what you do, you could there could be a kid at the school who gives it to your kid, and then sure. all of your your well laid plans and everything are just are just shot, right? So yeah, it's 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 it, it sucks. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the the album itself though, I mean, like just to get get into the the music of it, um, yeah, I have to assume that the pandemic. And just the stress and the other shit going on with that seeped into the songwriting to a certain oh, yeah. degree, right? I mean, I, I know you're making, I don't know how you define it. I mean, I would I, I would think you make folk pop is what I would sort of call sure. what you do. Yeah. I mean, That's the true. pop element is very strong and, and pop generally has kind of a positive, upbeat sort of tone. But I mean, how did you, how was the writing of this record different than ones you've done in the past, kind of having this in the background and this sort of uncertainty and, 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 and just such a different scenario i think i yeah i when the pandemic started march 2020 i probably had 15 demos in the bank that was planning on making and then the pandemic hit and uh i guess if there's a silver lining it's that it forced me to reckon with with the future in a way that i'd I'd never thought about before. I, I don't think I was like y- young and like stupid, but I I just was trying to live in the moment constantly. And and those first few months of the pandemic, it was like, oh, maybe I'm gonna die. <laughs> like nobody knew it. Like yeah. nobody knew anything at all. And yet it was it was just very surreal to sort of watch everyone kind of like we're going about our business, but we might get shot at any moment and, and there's no rhyme or reason at all. And so it, it obviously just made me start thinking about, okay, what do I, what is it that I'm going to leave behind? And there was a whole bunch of songs that were easily pouring out of me as I guess, like, you know, like therapeutic sessions of, 
of I'm asking myself, what, who are you? Like, what is, do people remember you as a good person? Do people remember you as an artist? Is like, is that what you want to be remembered as? And so it was nice to, to sort of confront myself and, and uh, make sure that like, I knew what I was, where I was going and whatever happened after this pandemic, whatever happens with this record, I knew that like, it was like, it was just a, it was a checklist for myself to say, Hey, uh, correct this, correct right. this. You want to finish over here. Don't finish over here, finish over here. And so that is, that's been the benefit of this whole pandemic is that per, on a personal level, I think it's helped me reset parameters and goals and, and just the person I would like to be. When you listen back to the record, do you hear that on the record? Like those kind of ideas yeah. and those feelings and everything? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, I see like the very first song is out of the darkness and that, that was, I was dreaming about my own death and uh, thinking, you know, do people, is anybody going to show up at my funeral? And I remember like this quote saying, you know, live a life so that even the grave digger feels sad for you. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just, I, I hope to God that like, I have, I've done enough for other people. I have like brought enough happiness into this world that they will miss me and that they would come to the concert hall or like, I think I told my family, like it has to be at a venue and there has to be lots of food and everybody has to play music and that's the funeral. And I want to, and I just hope that I've done enough so that like we blow the roof off the place. And, uh, and then there's, uh, there was a song, uh, called lost touch and lost touch was all about uh like thinking okay well uh if i go uh what happened to like my two oldest friends like what has like how have i maintained relationships and why haven't i done a better job of it and it's just it's good to like you know check yourself up and make sure that like you are not living in a dreamland and if and own it you know if you're not being a great person or a great friend you have time to change it but own it fix it figure it out and uh those two are huge i mean uh uh nobody ever cried is might be my favorite one on the record and i just i was you know i was dreaming of people pre-pandemic who I saw and I sort of took poetic license. I dreamt in my head that all they thought that was important was like success, like music success. And and it's kind of just my way of going like it is that is not going to last. And success does not visit you when you're old. And it is so fucking fleeting. Yeah. And if you if you can't tell like the only reason anybody is still in this is because like luck uh, like there's a lot of good people who are equally as good if not better than others but if luck doesn't strike them at the right moment then like they're gone and so anybody who gets to keep doing this like i know that i'm just 
a lucky person and it can it can go away quickly and i sure as hell hope that i've got a life uh you know that is still going on the outside yeah so it's i think it's all over the record and uh and i'm happy that it's like a it's like a a moment in time that it's preserved and it'll always be like a great reminder hey like jp snap out of it <laughs>
how do you think this will be kind of, um, I mean, I know no one can really, uh, I guess, determine this, but, you know, if you, if you jump ahead five, ten years, do you think yeah. that this is going to be very obviously kind of your pandemic record, even upon yeah. looking back? Like, it's, it's got that, that, that time and, and place sort of connected to it? I think so. Yeah, 100%. And I get that a lot of people made records, but it just, uh, that's... I mean that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we do, and and uh, luckily, luckily, I just was able to have the time and space and and resources to make it happen. Cool. So at this point, how do people find this record? I know it's it's already out at the time we're recording this. Um, you have physical copies. It's online. It's on all the uh, all the places people get music these days. I've got physical copies, and they'll be going out uh, to some local stores, uh, and they'll be up available on the website and at the shows. And we wanted to make sure that everybody at the shows had a chance to uh, grab a copy and then they'll be available to the world. Cool. Uh, JPHO.com store. And then you're, you're all the other places that people stream stuff and, yeah. and all that these days. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, just in terms of, I mean, the good thing about this being a podcast is, you know, someone could listen yeah. to it next week or they could listen to it a year from now. And maybe by then right. you got a new record coming out, whatever. Um, what's the best way to kind of keep in touch with what you're up to and, and, and find out about upcoming shows and things like that? Uh, I would say uh, Instagram is the one that the one that I like the most. It uh, there's at least I get to show glimpses of my life, and I'm I'm not Sam the greatest. Uh, I don't love the soch as much as I'm supposed to. Uh, I'm just slightly older than that generation, but uh, but I try my hardest. And when we go on the road. There's always beautiful photographs. So Instagram is is for sure the one that I'm most active on. And if anybody wants to reach out or say hello, that's a great place. Curse the world when it hurts, though it might not help a thing. Won't change the fact you're not intact right now. Won't be the last time you cast out into the sea. Don't let your pride anchor me You've been crashing Like waves in the night Can't fight the tide I know you're drowning Can you hang on Till darkness turns light I'll pull you dry 
Like waves in the night Can't fight the tide I'm 